0: Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reach. This is Jessica Vann, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group, and also your host for today's podcast. I am joined today by Carrie Zimney. Carrie is joining us from Washington. She has held titles such as C level executive assistant, project manager, and director of office operations across a variety of industries. But perhaps most notably, Carrie has supported the COO in the private office of none other than uh, Bill Gates and Bill Gates Ventures. Another fun fact uh, about Carrie is that she's also been a REACH listener since we launched back in 2019. So we're super thrilled to have her not only as a, uh, as a loyal listener, but also today as a very um, welcome guest. So thanks again.
1: Thank you, and thanks for hosting this podcast. There are so many amazing tips that I've picked up from being well, a listener.
0: I, thank you. I really, I really love hearing that, and I, I really appreciate when we get that kind of feedback and encouragement to to keep doing and and trying and throwing ideas out there. So thank you for that. So Carrie has worked as an executive assistant, as we talked about, um, across multiple industries, some of which have been things like the tech startup world. Biotech, private family offices, as we just discussed, philanthropy, venture capital. Today, we're going to be speaking with Carrie and and tackling the the topic of title, right? And and kind of what is the significance of title? Does it really matter? How impactful is it really uh, in one's career trajectory and career path? So, um, we're looking forward to getting your thoughts on. Really, what's in a name, as our lovely Shakespeare once said, um, what is in a name? So today, that is what we'll be focusing on. So um, to start us off, we've come across candidates who can really, you know, get very, very um, fixated and and really um, set in stone on only wanting to consider opportunities that have a particular title, whether that might be something like executive business partner um, or you know executive operations, there's there's a variety of sort of twists on the EA title. What are your thoughts on this subject?
1: Yeah, I completely understand um, respect and admire where candidates are coming from. and I think there was a point in my career where I was very focused on that as well and I just was, fixated on being a chief of staff. But um, I have a really amazing mentor named Donna Crunk. And she she was a payroll manager. And she said that she had been fighting it and fighting it and fighting it for years. And then one day, she, she kind of took a step back and looked at it and said, you know what, I am so good at this. Why am I fighting it? And she just dove head in. And she um, is like killing it at Clorox now and just just loving her team and loving her work. So her advice to me was kind of look at that same thing because the the work that I like doing really is executive assistant work um, with project management associated with it, but um, just own it. And uh, you know, you'll end up being happy, happiest in the end. Um, I also think that you can negotiate these things before you take or accept a position Um, A lot of times when we go to negotiate, we think that maybe salary and um, vacation time are the only things that we should ask for. But if you go into an interview, getting that conversation is really what matters the most. And if you go into an interview and the employer wants to hire you, then you can negotiate those kinds of things up front. Um, It's something that I've done. You know, you can say, if, if I really kill it and I achieve my goals and everything within the first six months, would you consider promoting me to a different title? And if the employer um, really wants to get you, then they will consider that. And it, it makes you hustle. It makes you really, really hustle in the beginning, um, hit the ground running, which I think is a, a good thing to negotiate.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I think that, you know, of course, it, it is somewhat – company specific and there's certain um, organizations that have a little bit more latitude in and discretion and being able to um, you know have outliers or introduce a different kind of you know salary or sorry not salary but title nom- nomenclature some can't right some of them are, are are more rote so it's you know it's not always possible but I agree with you for sure there are environments where where you can definitely have direct influence on that. And that can be a, a, a dialogue. Um, I'm curious, like in, in your mind, you know, is there a world of difference between being called an executive business partner, which I think, you know, Google kind of famously introduced that. Uh, I think I'm crediting them correctly. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Google that, that that was the first to kind of kick off that title. For their executive assistant staff. Do you see a world of difference in someone being called an executive business partner versus an executive assistant um, versus, you know, executive operations manager or some of the other types of things that we see floated around?
1: Yeah, I don't know that it really has made too much of a difference in my experience. Um, I think it's more up to the person in the role and the manager and how you want to partner together. Um, I've had executives who wanted me to sit in basically every single meeting and really know the rhythm of the business and project out so that we wouldn't miss any of our deadlines. Um, And then, you know, I I just think it's really more about the manager and what you two decide is going to be um, the most beneficial relationship.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that there's certainly I, I, I think with the executive business partner title, for instance, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily a commentary on that person's role being more quote unquote robust than somebody who has the title of executive assistant. I think, like you said, it's really you know the devil's in the details and kind of peeling back the layers and actually understanding. What is comprised in within that person's role and responsibilities? Um, so you know, uh, so there's that. I, I have an uh, this title conversation always makes me chuckle a little bit because I, I had an uncle who um, he worked for uh, a waste management company, and you know he was in charge of. It was he was he was an economist by training, but he was you know trained to really like understand and and barter and negotiate like these. Massive, massive, massive contracts with, you know, municipalities and governments and, and states and you name it around nuclear waste management and cleanup and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it was a big job and it took him all over the world and this and that. And, and we, you know, we'd, we'd always be at family dinners and we'd say, you know, what is it that you do again? Because it was like this kind of esoteric job and he was always negotiating with the railroads and the unions and the this and the that. And he would always laugh and he said, Yeah, he's like, Well, I'm a garbage man. That's (laughs) That's what what I I do. (laughs) And it was perfect. We're like, Yeah, actually, you do. You always are moving nuclear waste and all the crap in the world around. So, yeah, that works. (laughs) So, what do you call yourself? A garbage lady?
1: I do, and this is hilarious because the the job that I just accepted is with a nuclear waste cleanup. It's um, company, so they're a contractor that's working on one of the biggest environmental projects in the nation. Wow! And, um, but I am kind of a garbage woman because you can throw anything at me, and I will clean <laughs> it up. I will figure out how to deal with it. I'm super resourceful, and I just don't. It, I don't take offense to to projects. I think that's one of the things that has helped me um, grow in my career uh, and get recognition because, um, you know, everybody wants to work with someone who is who can get stuff done and do it with a smile on their face. So. I love that. I love that you had a garbage, uh, a, a garbage, garbage man, man of an and uncle. You
0: bet, and we and it was great. We yeah. we all loved it. Yeah, how funny! I had no idea that that's the, that that you would just accepted this role and that there would be that parallel. That's really funny. Yeah. So it sounds like in your you know in your worldview that in the great kind of pecking order of what's important in a position, title is is not the highest or maybe even the second highest uh, in terms of what matters.
1: Yeah, that would be correct. I have accepted positions um, that have either an EA, you know, I've accepted positions that were executive assistant or even administrative assistant, which is not something that I would have wanted to be called since I was about, you know, 20, nothing. Um But knowing that quickly, if I prove myself, I can um, I can see a promotion or a title change and just believing that I have an arsenal of amazing skill sets, you know, that will um, move me into a different role. So it's not super high up there. It is kind of a tricky question because salaries are tied to um, titles.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really good point, by the way, to bring that up.
1: Yeah, I think that you can um, that you can change your career within an organization. I've done it myself, and a couple of my employees have done it as well. They're now senior project managers for Facebook and for um, SAP. So I, I think it's you, you. What the important thing is is to get in with an organization that you like and to work for someone who is going to help develop you and. Um, help you grow. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. The title, the titles will come and go, but um, I wouldn't. I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you just focus on the title.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I think that you should focus on making a name for yourself, not making a title for yourself. And to your point, I've seen this happen so many times where people move into an organization, maybe it's a really large organization and, and, you know, maybe they don't start off working for the top person and maybe they're used to working for the top person, but they they take a smaller role in a bigger environment with the hope and the trust that their talent will speak for them and that they will rise, you know, that the cream rises to the top. And I've seen this time and again where people took a lower level title and even a lower level position and really allowed their capability to to speak for them, and um, I can't I can't share names, and I, I you know it would, it would I would be um, violating confidence to do so. But there there are people that I know one and one in particular who works for one of the most preeminent executives out there, and started off in a in a role that was definitely below her pay grade at the time that she took it. But she really allowed. Herself, you know, the ability to to make a name for herself and not fixate on the title at the beginning, and 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 she has soared to the highest levels within that company, um, and is very well, you know, very well regarded and and respected and compensated. So, you know, it it is a subjective thing, but um, I think that you know, there's there can be this this whole idea of you know how does perception play into that, and you know. It's one thing maybe you as Carrie don't particularly, you know, value title that heavily. But what about other people looking at your resume or people that are looking at, at your background and, and, you know, applying their whatever, their bias or their judgment to your background? How much of a concern is that to you? Um, or do you think that should should weigh on others in terms of what the external lens might have to say about their background?
1: I think that uh, earlier in my career, I was very self-conscious and I would introduce myself and I would say, hi, I'm Carrie. I'm just an admin at whatever company. I was working for Paul Allen's office, Vulcan at the time. And I would say, I'm just an admin. And so I wasn't giving myself credit for the for all of the value that I added to keeping the the business running or the rhythm of the business again. Um, And you're going to run into people like that all the time who are going to size you up and try to figure out, are you willing to, are you, are you worth speaking to um, based on what your title is or what your status is? But um, that's, I think that's just part of life. And those generally aren't the kind of people that you want to interact with too much. I think more and more people are um, respecting the executive assistant career path and realizing what an important role it is within an organization. And I mean, you see the title of executive business partner more and more because you really are partnering with an executive and they depend on you um, to be there. I always say I'm the person's humble sidekick. It's, Mm-hmm. what I consider Love myself. That. Yeah. yeah. And and so I think as I have matured and I hope as other people mature you let that get to you a little less. Mhm. Yeah.
0: I really like that, Carrie. I think that I mean, who who in this life was ever made happy by constantly soliciting the approval and validation of everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean if, if if that's if that's going to be what you're answering to constantly is the, the how others perceive you and and you know trying to hold yourself to that elusive standard um, I think that's going to be a really 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 tough road. Um, but to your point like you know if if you're confident about the work that you're doing and also and if you're if you're accepting these roles and making these choices in a very thoughtful way and you know knowing exactly what you're why you're taking a role, what you plan to achieve while you're there, how you plan to grow and and you know contribute, then it really shouldn't matter a huge amount um, what other people might might think of that, as long as you're clear on what your goals and objectives for that, for being there are. Um, I really, I really just, you know, again, I think it's a losing proposition.
1: I I totally agree. Yeah. If you, if you can make a, a you know, killer reputation within the company, then other managers are going to try to recruit you too. I mean, you, you will be asked to join other projects. You'll be asked to mentor other people. It's just, I think believing in yourself and believing in the work you do and, A lot of employees or a lot of admins, I think, struggle with how they add value. And when it's performance review time, they don't quite know how to have these measurable um, goals. But if you sit down with your manager, I think you can really figure
0: that out. I agree with you, Carrie. That I think that a lot of it is is really less about title and what you're called, and more about how you yourself. connect to and really own the value that that you provide. And, you know, I would like to think that that programs like this one that where we're where we really do feature just incredible executive assistants who are doing incredible things and um, including yourself, right, where people that I think it's I think what's nice about this is that it's really given a voice and visibility so that. Others can really see just how incredibly empowering, and intellectual, and and articulate, and thoughtful, and poised. You know, the executive assistant um, profession and and those within it are. I mean, you have to be right. Like you you're you're working with the top echelon of of companies and um, you know organizations and investors and you name it. I mean, that requires a level of. Of poise and composure that is pretty hard to rival. So I think this is like this has also been a great opportunity to really extend some of that cachet and that visibility to people, and hopefully you know they fixate less on title and more on you know really recognizing their value. Have there been roles that you took that had like a quote unquote less than ideal title, Um, and and in those cases, what was it that enabled you or convinced you to still say yes to those roles
1: um i i will say that i have interviewed for positions where the title was less than ideal um i actually applied for an administrative assistant role with ben franklin transit um recently and within the last two years and um I went through the interview and I had a great conversation with the recruiter. And in the end, decided nah, this act, this isn't actually what I want to do. It's going to me. It's going to be um, something that I would have considered many many years ago. But I'm more on the executive side now, right? So after having a conversation with me and really understanding my skill sets and everything, he called me within a day and said, "Hey, I went back to the employer and." Um, they want to have a conversation with you. So I had a conversation with them and then they couldn't hire for a chief of staff position, but they created a senior project management role for me and then hired an administrative assistant who I mentored and coached. Um, So I I had that situation. And then another one would be, um, it kind of kills me when I go through LinkedIn or uh, Indeed and I look for admin assistant instead of executive assistant or project manager, but I'll do this just so that I can get some of these conversations. And, um, I accepted a role as an administrative assistant. And again, upfront I negotiated a salary increase and a title change within a certain within 90 days. If I went in and um, really showed my skill set and made a difference within the organization. So, um, so I have, and I and I will continue to do that. I think it's kind of a sneaky way to get get recognition from um, employers, um, or to get your resume in front of someone. Because if you have executive assistant, an executive assistant skill set, and you apply for jobs that you might be overqualified for, you're almost always going to get a call. Um, and you never know what, what it could lead to. and having the conversation is really, I think, what's the most important.
0: So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a great story. And I mean I, I, part of me hesitates in saying this because I don't want cre- I don't want to create you know this, um, this idea that everything is negotiable because I also think that sometimes you know a lot of what we do, certainly like in our work as, as recruiters is we have to really try to manage those expectations and, and align things. But that being said, gigantic caveat is that a lot of times these things can be influenced. And so like to your point, you know, sometimes something starts off as an admin title, but once you get to know each other, they decide to recast that as something else or give it a new name and, or, or even create a different position for you. Um, Sometimes we see things happen where, you know, um, the position, they had one salary, salary range in mind, but because the candidate was willing to take the interview and, and really go into it with an open mind and really go into it from the, from the mentality of, let me speak about all of the ways that I can create value for you and not fixate on, you know, what is the salary range up front. Well, I've seen, I've seen incredible things happen. I've seen people, you know, influence salary increases, you know, 40% 30, 40% beyond what original uh, what a role might have originally been scoped for, right? So some of it is just taking that chance and being willing to engage in the dialogue and, and going into it with a really open heart and open mind and, and a level of humility, right? If not going into it with, well, what are you going to do for me? And going into it with, well, let me demonstrate what I can do for you, and then we can have a conversation and see if it, you know, if it, if it makes sense. I've seen people go in. This is another thing I've seen is people go in for a role that's supposed to be a contract to hire position, but because they were so compelling, um, you know, they've been able to influence that. And, and the employer goes, you know what? I don't actually, you know, I don't feel like I even need to have an evaluation period. I think I want to just hire you outright. So I think as with many things in life, a lot of it is your willingness to just kind
1: of put yourself in, in the running, you know? So very true. Yes. And I will um, support you in that. Yeah, not everything is negotiable upfront, especially. But if you go in and you evaluate, I always like to take the first couple of months to evaluate the big picture and figure out where I can, you know, where I can add the most value and then have a three-month, six-month meeting with your executive or your manager and outline how you think you can deliver on, you know, whatever the project is or anywhere where you're seeing there's holes that need to be filled. Outline how you think you can contribute and then have the conversation about potential tile change or, I mean, you can... Once you get your foot in the door, I think you can do a little more negotiating if you're building that reputation and really showing how much you are adding to an organization. 100%.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a nice segue to maybe talking about your experience working at Tune. Uh, that's That's a role that you held where you started off as the executive assistant to the CEO and ended up as the director of office operations. In a relatively short amount of time, so maybe you can share with our our listeners how you were able to demonstrate your value and and get buy in from the CEO in order to grow into that new position.
1: Yeah, I actually I love telling the story. So I actually had interviewed for um, a support supporting role to the general manager, and I did not get that role. But a few months later, he called me up and he said, "Hey, Carrie, you know." I interviewed and you were, I interviewed you and you were wonderful. And I felt like I should be working for you. I've hired someone and she's, she's doing great. But, you know, our CEO is now looking for an executive assistant. And I, I'm hoping that you'll come in and interview for this position. I think you'd be great. So I did. I ended up getting the role and I worked for a guy named Peter Hamilton, who was just lovely to work for. And um, he challenged me in so many ways. But the first couple of months I came in and I, was going through his calendar and he was just back to back to back, no time to breathe, working long hours, just throwing himself into the business um, as a CEO should. But when I started evaluating his his calendar, I kind of I, I don't think there is a way to do this within um, Outlook or Google, but um, I separated out, okay, over the past three months, this is how much time he's been dedicating to one-on-ones. And this is how much time he's been dedicating to sales or marketing or um, operations. And when I, I, do, I did all this on my own without him asking, and in our one-on-one, I brought him um, the data. I showed him, this is how you're spending your time. Um, and it ended up, they we were growing so fast that There wasn't nobody had really taken time to evaluate how he was spending his time. So he was focusing on operations about 30% of the time. And I showed him that this is. I think that you should create a new role, a director of operations and have facilities and office managers and admins. And we had chefs. I mean, have all these people report up to them and that will save you about 30% of your time so you can start focusing more on sales and building client relationships and on um, investment meetings and so on and so on. And he just took a, you know, he stared at these pie charts and the data for a few minutes. And he was just shaking his head. Yes. And he said, Carrie, thank you so much for doing this. I had, I had no idea. This is how I was Mm. spending my time. And you are absolutely right. We absolutely should hire a director of operations. And, um, Who do you think that should be? And I was just (laughs) quiet for a minute. And then he, you know, we had this sweet eye contact moment. And he said, I think that person should be you. And you should start looking for your replacement as soon as possible. And so that's how that one came to be. And it's one of my favorite stories ever. And I will appreciate Peter for um, believing in my leadership qualities and skills and for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to manage that part of the business. I love that. I I
0: what a what a great let's, I know I I can see why you love telling that story because it's such a like it's such a like pretty woman Julia Roberts moment, you know, where it's just like <laughs> I don't know, it's just great and it's so it's so like validating and just really being seen for 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 you, you know, mm-hmm. for the work that you for the work that you do. <laughs> and I yeah, I, I love that. I think that's what a what a great, great, great example. Um, of both you, but also of 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 that executive being the kind of person to not miss, you know, not miss a good thing. Can you offer any advice beyond what you already have? But uh, any additional advice to our listeners, who, you know, maybe they're in a role where they feel like the work that they're doing isn't necessarily reflected in the title that they have, or. Um, You know, they'd they'd love to kind of reach for that next sort of rung on the title ladder, if you will. Um, Any thoughts or advice on how they might approach their manager or or boss with that conversation?
1: Yeah, I would say number one is you have to ask. If you don't ask, you'll never know, right? Um, And then number two is managers really love employees who will do the work for them. So if you can outline ways that you can make the department, the team, your manager really look like a hero by support that you provide and outline that and just make it easy for them to see how and why you should get or deserve a um, promotion. I think it's in their best interest to support you. and, And yeah, I think that that's the advice that I would give. I've seen it work, um, at Vulcan before there was a couple of people who gave me that advice. Um, so just making it easy for your manager to see how you should move through the business.
0: I love that. I mean, I think just to, just to reiterate, so we've got, you know, the classic, you don't ask, you don't get right. Which I mean, as trite as it might sound, it's a hundred percent true. Um, you have to let it be known, you know, what it is that that you're hoping for and aspiring to. And also, like you said, you know, make it easy for people to say yes. make it easy for people to give you what it is that you want. But in order to do that, you you've got to be able to frame things in a language and position things in such a way that they understand um, the kind of the rationale for the argument. And, and again, you're making it easy. You're removing the burden of proof, um, from their shoulders and putting it on your own and saying, these are all of the different things that I've been able to achieve. Right. Um, I, I think like any good executive assistant does, you have to frame the, the, the ask or frame the question in a way that makes it easy for your executive to give you their input. And it should be the same when it comes to your own progression,
1: yeah, yep, absolutely. And I, th- I think the third part to that would be um, to not have rigid thinking because that will get you nowhere. You always are going to have some compromise and some, um, you know, discussion points. And your manager might have other, uh, another vision for you that you didn't even know was a possibility. So I think just. Ha- being flexible is always important as an executive assistant um, Mm -hmm. in in our kinds Mm -hmm. of roles. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. So out of curiosity, you know, do you typically at the interview stage vocalize what your longer term aspirations
1: are, or do you sort of let that unfold naturally? I prefer to let it unfold naturally because again, I, I do think that it's important to come in and observe and to see where you can um, add the most value, and it might be it might be in project management. It might be as uh, doing more operations kind of um, tasks. But I think I, I think it's best to wait until you kind of have started to establish relationships and um, have started building your reputation.
0: Sure. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because I I don't disagree with you, but I, I think that it's also important to say too that there's you know there's no right or wrong answer to that question. That's why I like to ask it to a lot of different people um, because you know people have different takes on this, and we've had other guests who say, oh my gosh, like I I lay down the law, you know, in my first couple interviews, I let them know exactly you know what i want when i want it how i want it and and their position is you know it's better to be clear about ex- expectations than you know get into kind of an awkward standoff down the line so it's it's again it's, it's so interesting because everybody navigates their career in their own way but i think that's also important is that you need to you need to do things that feel authentic to how you to how you are and there's no right or wrong way to how you manifest in your career and how you navigate it's just it's also important to be authentic to yourself right and kind of do it in a way that that feels good and feels natural
1: absolutely yeah one thing I will negotiate up front I, I keep using the word negotiate but what, one thing that I will convey up front um, in interviews is that it is really important to me that I have project work because I do want to keep beefing up my resume and, you know building it so that I have project management um, experience and and I want to continue to use that skill set. So I always I I do lay down the line on I need at least one ongoing project or one big project um, that I feel like I can put my stamp on. So.
0: So final question for you, Carrie, which is what everybody gets asked. Yeah, (laughs) If you had the opportunity to support anyone in the world, who would you choose and why?
1: This is it's such a good question. And I know that the personalities that we see in the media are not necessarily who these people are. They have small armies who, um, you know, who really build up their brands and their image. But um, I think it's like a toss up between Jimmy Fallon and uh, John Oliver.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and why do you pick them?
1: Because I just love the way that they dissect these really important topics that are, um, you know, relevant every single week. They're incredibly funny. They have a lot of humility. They don't take it to heart that so many people despise them or, you know, can't stand them in certain ways. They don't seem to get flustered by that. I just think that it would be an environment where I was... I would be constantly learning and just having fun. And I think that's such an important part of work. So yeah. Well, this has been fun. Thank you,
0: you. Carrie. I appreciate you being a part of today. And thank you for for tackling this topic. And I think you've given people a lot to really contemplate in terms of, you know, how much that should really weigh on their decision making. So thank you for sharing your, your points of view.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's
0: been delightful. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. If you've enjoyed being part of our podcast community and are interested in becoming part of our candidate community, we're currently hiring for roles in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and Los Angeles. You can visit us at www.mavenrec dot com to see some of the roles we're currently working on and to submit your resume.